Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. How's it going? How you doing? I'm feeling good today. Can you believe I didn't even have a nap? So you might get like, I was going to say chronic morgue, and that's how you know I didn't take a nap because I don't even know what that means. Chronic morgue? You might get slap happy morgue. We'll go with that. The word isn't coming to me, but I just feel like I'm in a, a in a, a new era today. I'm on one today. I just got back from the nail salon. I got this Pepto-Bismo pink. It's Pepto-Chic. And I'm not usually a pink girly, but you know, I'm I'm heading out of town this weekend, going on a road trip to Columbus, Ohio. So if you're in the C bus area, let a girl know what restaurants we should eat at. I'm going to my friend's wedding. I'm just anytime that I am going to a wedding and David is here to actually go with me. Ugh. Have you ever heard of your rich life? Your rich life is what you imagine your life to be. If you're like super rich, but it's not like rich with money, you know, like my rich life is being able to go to every single wedding that I'm invited to and have David be my date. That is my rich life. And we're getting close. We're getting close. You know what else is tripping me out? Because I told you guys last week, um, our first little paperwork thingy majig got approved um, for his visa. So, you know, our actual wedding, the big shebang is going to be next June, but like in four to six months, I will be married. That's weird when you're planning a wedding for a year from now, but you think actually legally in four to six months, I'm going to be somebody's wife. Like that is whack-a-doodle time. I also am really having already identity issues. After 30 years, I'm just supposed to give up my last name, act like it meant nothing to me. We were having this conversation a couple of days ago before we were going to sleep. I was like half asleep, half awake. And I'm like, you mean I have to give up my last name in four to six months? I'm already tripping about it. Already tripping. And that was a two minute and 25 second rant that's not on my notes, has nothing to do with anything that we're going to talk about today. I told you, chronic. She's chronic, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, special announcement before we get into it. Papa Batch is back this week. I know we took a little bit of a break because of Vanderpump rules, but we have Bachelor in Paradise updates. We have charity season updates. We have Matt and Rachel updates. Yay. We took a healthy break from The Bachelor, but Papa Batch is back and I'm super excited. So that's coming out on Friday. Make sure you're subscribed. The link is in the show notes below, but let's get into this week's pop three. These are the biggest headlines from the week. Let's start with Tom Schwartz and 
this monologue that he gave on stars on Mars, which it's like, if Tom Schwartz is going to go on another reality show, it's going to be stars on Mars, you know, just fits the brand. So he admits that he felt complicit in Scandaball. So he was doing this like sit down interview or whatever. And I'm just going to read a couple of the quotes that he said. So uh, Schwartz said, my friend had an affair that just so happened to sweep the nation and it's incredibly messed up. But the thing is, I've become mired in it. It's become a huge source of just angst in my life. I've been in this extended funk. He also said he had a torrid affair. It's horrible. And I feel complicit because I didn't cover for him, but I had his back. He came to me and confided in me that he was in love with someone else. He then went on to say that he was stepping away from it permanently, which we'll get into that in a second. But he also said any sort of version of Sandoval's side of the story has become obsolete because of the way he handled it. And ultimately, that's his life. I did not have an affair. I am not him. And it's just so strange that I've been absolutely mired in this. Like I said, you know, Schwartz also went on Jackson Brittany's podcast saying that he hasn't seen Sandoval in a while, probably because Sandoval is touring with his cover band. Here's what drove me crazy with Tom Schwartz this week. We all saw the clickbait headline. Tom Schwartz is stepping away from his friendship with Tom Sandoval permanently. That's not what he said on Stars on Mars, which is just so fitting for Schwartz to be on Stars on Mars right now talking about Scandaval. But anyways, so the headline that we all saw was that he was talking about Tom Sandoval, but I interpreted it as he was stepping away from Scandaval. You know what I mean? I interpreted it as I'm stepping away from this drama. I'm not going to defend him anymore. I'm not going to give my opinion on it anymore. He never said, I am stepping away from Tom Sandoval permanently. He said, stepping away from it permanently. So what's it? Is it the drama? Is it Tom Sandoval? We don't know. I mean, we know that we he hasn't seen him in a while because he's been performing 500 miles on tour. Um, but my toxic trait is like, I can't be mad at Tom Schwartz. I know. Throw me to the wolves. What can you do? I, I can't bring myself to be mad at him. I'll be mad at him for like a minute. And then he wins me back. That's my toxic trait. At least I admitted it. I guess it depends on how much you believe Schwartz. You know, like, did he think the thing in August was just a one-time mistake? Or did he know that it was continuing, you know, throughout all the way until January? Did he really tell Sandoval to come clean in January? I don't know. I don't know. But in this world full of liars and cheaters, I want to believe Tom Schwartz. <laughs> I want to believe him. So I just am. I'm like, we have other people to be mad at, like Tom Sandoval, Raquel. I'm just going to focus my energy on those two and not Tom Schwartz. I also read somewhere, I think it was on Jackson Brittany's podcast, that Schwartz had a tough year last year. You know, his brother was diagnosed with cancer. His dad was having health troubles, struggling to open the bar. He was getting divorced. I think it's possible that he had more on his mind than what Tom Sandoval was doing, especially because Tom Sandoval was gallivanting around the United States, you know, playing shows for $5. Like if I was Schwartz, I'd be like, I don't know what the heck he's doing. He's off in la la land performing for people. I, I have no idea. If I was Schwartz and Sandoval was my business partner, I would also be ignoring him as much as possible. So I can't say that I 
blame him. Okay, let's move on to headline number two. Is Bethany Frankel going to be on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip? So the ladies are back in St. Bart's as we speak. We know the cast consisted of Ramona, Sonia, Kelly, Kristen, Dorinda, and Luann. Ramona posted a video, an Instagram story of them on this tiny little private plane and fans are freaking out because they thought they heard Bethany Frankel's voice in the background. And then, you know, uh, Ramona's like, you know, she's taking an Instagram selfie, whatever. And people are like, okay, that's either Luann or it's Bethany in the background. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay. Bethany has been very vocal about the fact that she's like never in a million years going to return to the Real Housewives of New York because she's too busy doing makeup reviews on TikTok. But like, look, it's Bethany. I'm like, if they pay her enough money, she's doing it. She's doing it. And like Bethany is posting on social media, but is it in real time? Is it her assistant? Is it Bryn? The world may never know. Look, if Bethany came to this Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, you know, Roni Legacy Edition, it would be big. It would be big. If you're going to get the girls back together, you got to get the girls back together. I want it to happen. I know some people aren't a big fan of Bethany. I have an admiration for people in life that will be unapologetic in their opinions. I feel this way about about Bethany. I feel this way about Lala, where it's like sometimes you just want to be like, oh, shut up. But also I can appreciate the fact that they will state their opinion and they won't take it back for anybody. So I think, you know, someone on this ultimate girls trip will make a guest appearance. Is it going to be Jill? Is it going to be Bethany? Is it going to be Pirate Tomas? The world may never know, but I'm really hoping that it is Bethany because I feel like that would be a major bombshell and I would be here for it. Okay, last in this week's pop three, and this is a bit more of a serious story. So Amanda Smith from Selling Sunset was hospitalized with a blood infection this week. So she opened up about this about on her Instagram um, saying that, you know, she was having excruciating back pain. So she posted um, on Instagram, a series of clips and pictures, you know, showing her medical ordeal throughout the past couple of days and weeks. So the caption said over a month ago, and all of this started, I thought I had a bulging disc or a slip disc or something wrong with my lower back that was regular. She said, come to find out I had an infection in my blood that had caused a great deal of infection to be spread to the bones of my spine. 
And it's called, and it's a long medical term. And y'all know I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to pretend. I don't know how to say this word. Should I try? Should I make myself look like an idiot? Uh, osteomyelitis. 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 You get it. Okay. So she also shared um, that she was going into surgery a couple of days ago to have portions of the infection removed from her spine that weren't getting any better, better by the antibiotics that she was getting. So um, she said of her remaining course of antibiotics in the caption, I'll take care of the rest of the infection in my spine. And I'll be back to 100%. Thank you to everyone at Cedar sinai for taking such good care of me this too shall pass. So keep Amanda in your T's and P's. Hopefully she gets better. Um, it seems like she's on the mend from what she's posting on social media. Um, so just send her good vibes. Okay. Let's move on to the deep dive. Opposite of good vibes, tragic vibes, toxic vibes, Jersey vibes. Let me tell you, I didn't open up the deep dive submission this week because you know, I open it on Tuesdays and I knew, I knew nothing was going to compete with Tuesday night, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, part three of the reunion. So I just took matters into my own hands. Okay. And I was like, we are going to recap this mess. It's always been a mess. It's been a mess for 10 years, but I feel like there's this extra, there's this extra mess that has been added. And he goes by the name of Louis Ruella. So let's start just from the beginning of the episode. They start off with no nose pajamas. No nose pajamas. Oh, I'm glad they started with this. And like, it was very briefly discussed, but Louis like, no, I only wore the pajamas one time. It's still weird. It's still weird that you are bragging to Joe Gorga about wearing his dead father's pajamas to make your niece, your Joe's nieces feel safe. I said it then. I'll say it now. If I was one of Teresa's daughters and I knew this guy for a year and he's marrying my mother and he started walking around in my no-nos pajamas, like safe is probably the opposite feeling that I would be harboring. You know, I'd probably be a little bit weirded out. And it's sad when the no-nos pajamas of it all is like, the least problematic thing that happened on part three of the reunion. But it's like, you know, more of the same with the drama that goes on between Melissa and Joe and Teresa and now Louie. We're still talking about Melissa getting on the show 10 years later. We're still talking about this, this stuff. And it's like, had I not known that that's what they have been fighting about for the past 10 years, I wouldn't have known because you could not hear each other or you couldn't hear anything over the whole time. Like I was, look, I know Andy has been getting a lot of flack because people think that he shouldn't yell at the women of the cast. If the, you get the respect that you show other people. And I'm like, in that setting, I get tensions running high, but they were showing no respect to Andy. And sometimes you got to crack the whip. And I am here for Father Andy just giving a sh listen, ladies, get it together. Okay. Some of the minor subplots that we liked here. I I love seeing Frank Sr. and Polly getting along. I love Frank Sr. I can't help it. I see people online being like, why is Frank still on the show? He's not with Dolores anymore. Look, 
Look, I think what separates the Real Housewives of New Jersey from some of the other franchises is the husband's involvement in the show. There's not this level of house husband involvement, you know, from any other franchise. You get it a little bit with Beverly Hills with Mauricio and PK, but nothing comes close to the Jersey men. And I feel like they elevate the show. And I feel like Frank Sr. and Dolores, their relationship is so unique and it brings about a new dynamic that I want him to stay right where he is and Frankie Jr., obviously. Let's get into the Frankie Jr. of it all because there's this huge issue that's going on between Louis and Frank Sr. and Frank Jr. and Dolores. You know, Dolores says, you know, Frankie's no longer working with Louis. Frankie got another job and that's it. And everybody else is like deer in headlights. Like, are you going to say it? Am I going to say it? Or are we just going to go with Dolores' story? And Louis, like, he's just so pompous. He's like, what do you tell us? What do you tell us, Frank? Like, puffing up his chest. It's like, dude, this is just a warm up. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, is, is Frankie Jr. not working with me anymore? You sure about that? Your day, let's play. Your day will come. It's like, dude, we're talking about Frankie Jr. and what happened with his job. It's not that serious. Dolores, I think so badly. She doesn't want to upset Teresa. She has like this blind loyalty to her. And I think maybe, maybe Dolores knew that things were about to like really hit the wall. So she didn't want this to hit the wall. She's just trying to like reel it in a little bit. But she frames it as, I don't want anything out there about little Frankie. When I don't think it's so much as that, as I think she's maybe protecting Teresa, honestly. And, you know, you have these long, awkward silences. They're covering up something, but you don't know what it is. And I'm glad in the very next scene we get John Fuda, who's the opposite of what Dolores is doing, of what Frank Sr. is doing, even Joe Gorga at this point. You have John Fuda that, like, He's like, Andy, I'm going to let you finish, Andy. But why did you have me investigated, Louie? An eye for an eye. Guns blazing from the new kid on the block. He's like, I see right through both of yous. I know I have a terrible, terrible New Jersey accent. I had to practice that. I'm sorry if I have offended some of you from New Jersey. I mean, well. And it's like Louie said it twice that. You know, I hire Bodito. You know, Bodito, Bodito, Bodito. Like, stop bringing up Bodito. You can't say it twice and then take it back. He's a proven liar. It just depends on what lie you believe. Did he lie about hiring Bodito or is he lying about not hiring Bodito? Pick your lie, you know? And then he's like, he's like, and he's like, well, Bodito just sent the security up. It's like, dude, come on. You know you're in contact with this dude. And even Andy said on his radio show, it's like, he said this uh, yesterday. And it was like, one of the, it comes down to semantics where Louis didn't like officially hire Bo Deedle, but Bo Deedle did stuff on behalf of Louis, right? So once again, you know, Margaret is kind of the scapegoat for all of it. They're like, you're putting this stuff out about Louie. And it's like, do you not see that it's literally Louie's exes that are coming forward and saying stuff? I mean, even the most recent one, one of Louie's exes said that Louie hired a private investigator 
to pose as a client of hers because she's a therapist. Okay. So somebody, a private investigator walked into this woman's business. She's thinking I'm giving somebody a therapy session. It's really a private investigator trying to get information on her. That is like next level wackadoodle. It is wackadoodle time. So then we get into Pizzagate and I'm still confused about it because I don't understand business, which is probably why I'm obsessed with reality TV. You know, that was me and I need to be nicer to myself. I can understand business and love reality TV at the same time. I didn't mean it like that. I just, I can't understand like the $110,000 check and, and the contracts and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't understand. And they're screaming over each other whole entire time anyway. So I wouldn't understand even if I could hear them. But what I think happened is that Louis says he lost money and Joe says that Louis stole the idea. Like, is that what it comes down to? You know? And then all of a sudden it just goes from that to Joe Gorga saying, I think you're a woman abuser, which is like a strong accusation, a very strong accusation. I think a lot of people probably believe it just based on the stuff that's come out from his exes, you know, but then Joe says, you say something nice and then you say your day is coming, which is totally true. He's so manipulative. Louis is. And we see it later on full display with John Fuda. And I feel like he's the only one that doesn't fall into the trap. Even Rachel kind of falls into it. We'll get to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So then we get into the Jacqueline, the Rita of it all, which you guys know, (laughs) Everyone who that has been watching The Real Housewives in New Jersey is like shaking their head at this moment. Teresa said that Jacqueline told her that Joe Gorga was hanging out with Joe Judice's former business partner who ended up ratting out Joe Judice. So Teresa believes that they're responsible for her and Joe going to jail. It's just a blame game. No, at the end of the day, nobody is responsible for them going to jail besides, you know, Joe Joe Judice because committed the crimes. Um, But even Andy is like, you standing for Jacqueline Larita, roll the tape. You know, we get years of footage about how Teresa hated Jacqueline Larita. And I just think, you know, Teresa wants to believe any piece of information that she's given that is negative about Joe and Melissa. So if Jacqueline Larita is going to come up to her and say, I heard that Joe and Melissa turned you into the feds, she's going to believe it. She's not going to ask another question. She's going to be like, oh, yes, you're right. I had a feeling, you know. Um, so Joe, they also get into this argument about why Melissa came on the show and putting food on the table. It's like, can you believe that we're still having these conversations 10 years later? So they say, Andy reads the question. It's like, um, Joe Judice did need someone to film with you while you were away. So technically by Joe and Melissa signing on, they did help your family make money. And Teresa's like, nope, they made money too. You know, do I think that Joe and Melissa signed on the show as a favor? I mean, they didn't only do it out of the kindness of their hearts. Like they wanted to be on TV too. Let's not get it twisted. But I don't understand why that's a big deal. And maybe I'm missing some sort of information, but it's like, why is it such a big deal that Melissa and Joe are on the show? I don't understand. 
I really don't. Today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show. Support your girl. Tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. So then we get Gia. I'm calling my daughter right now. How is that any better? I'm calling my daughter Gia. The question was whether you told your uncle that he can do better than Melissa. She said no. And, you know, this whole debacle is what gets Teresa to storm out of the reunion. And don't come following me. I think that was the best one I did of the day. Let me try again. And don't come following me. Okay, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I was proud of myself for that one. Okay. So then they have this, like, behind-the-scenes conversation. And she's like, if I – Louie actually is the one that drops the bomb. He's like, she said, if I did say that, it was along the lines of, you could do better in this moment for my sister. So it's like, was a comment like that made? I think it was. And I think depending on who you ask, they have different interpretations of what was said. So I don't know, dude. It's like so crazy. And then we get into the end of it. Where the whole entire time, the other cast members are accusing Louie of hiring private investigators to look into all of them. Which, I mean, Louie has said it. He said, I, I got a folder on all of you. And it's just like, what a sad moment. And Louie literally looks insane. I He's scary. You know, they they say, we're never going to see each other again after this. You know, Joe Gorga's like, Teresa, you're my sister. If anything ever happens, like. I will be there. And she's like, no, you need to honor me right now. But it's like you have the Melissa factor with Teresa, which I feel like also no matter what Melissa does, Teresa is never going to like her. I feel like now whatever Louie does, Melissa and Joe are not going to like him. So it's just what do you do? What do you do in that situation? And this is the moment. This is the moment where John Fuda, in my opinion, became the number one guy in this group first season, clocked in. Louis goes over after all that crap he just said. Your day's coming. You better watch out. You sure about that? After all of that, he goes over and shakes their hands. It's bipolar behavior. It's manipulative behavior. And John Fuda is like the only one not follow, not falling for the BS. He's like, if you want to be my friend, you will admit to it because I know you did it. Apologize like a man. You found her in jail. You brought her out. If you're going to apologize, own it. And he's like, I can't do that because I didn't do it. We know you did, dude. We know you did. And even that moment alone, I'm like, 
if I'm Teresa in that moment alone between John and Louie is the only thing that I see, like, doesn't that even set off alarm bells to you? I don't know, man. I think no matter where you fall, because I know there are team Teresa stands and there are team Melissa stands. And I honestly, this is so annoying. You guys are going to roll your eyes, but like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I truly believe that they both made mistakes, that they have both done stuff to piss the other person off. They both have stuff that they need to be accountable for. But I think we can all agree that no one is team Louie. Who's team Louie? I said it on my Instagram yesterday. If you're Team Louie, you need to reveal yourself so I can excommunicate you from the fam because he's scary. And it's like, where do you go from there? Because at that point, if you're Andy, if you're an exec at Bravo, do you feel like that crosses the line, you know, private investigators and snooping? It's like, this is not housewives, you know? But at the same time, it's like, whatever gets people to watch. I genuinely believe that their mentality at Bravo is whatever gets people to watch our show, we will do it, you know? So final thoughts. Let's move on to the Real Housewives of Orange County. I know there was a new episode this week, but we're just going to talk about the season premiere because it's the return of Tamara Judge. If you want a play-by-play of the season premiere, I did do a full episode recap on Extra Pop this week. Um, You can subscribe. The link is in the show notes below. But um, other than that, we're just going to kind of stick to the bullet points of the season premiere of OC. I have been looking forward to Orange County and I'll be the first to admit to you that I was one of those people who wanted Tamara gone and then immediately felt her absence. You know, I was like, oh gosh, she's so much and I can't take it and she drives me insane. And then as soon as she was gone, I was like, where's Tamara? We need her back. You know, I just feel like she's a professional housewife. She was built for this. And even though her, you know, ride on the chopper and was like totally cringe, I was happy to see her. So there are some mini feuds going on in the group with Gina and Heather, Emily and Tamara. But you know, the big one is Tamara and Shannon, those of the Trace Amigas who had a falling out after Tamara wasn't asked back. Now, look, I'm chronically online. I keep my finger on the pulse of housewives and pop culture. And I didn't really know why they had this falling out. It's not entirely clear. I mean, it kind of seemed like their friendship maybe revolved around being on the show together. And once Tamara was off the show, it kind of fell to the wayside. You know, Tamara claims that Shannon ghosted her. Shannon claims that she didn't. I mean, honestly, I'm excited for this alone this year with Orange County because it has been struggling. I mean, I didn't even watch it last year. I made it halfway through and I was just like, snooze fest honestly it was a snooze fest you can't deny it but the people that have been invested in orange county for a long time want to know what's going on between Tamara and shannon can they work it out together the last five minutes of the episode was some of the best some of the best producing and editing i have ever seen to see gina and emily and Tamara standing over there by the snacks you know eating their little cheese and biscuits talking about how they need to have a pow, a housewife's powwow with Shannon. And then Shannon just pops up like a groundhog behind him and is like me, you know, (laughs) and the look of pure shock. And honestly, like fear, 
on Tamara's face. It was amazing. You know, they agree that even in this little powwow, they need to have a go. They need to go have a lunchtime powwow because it's not an episode of The Real Housewives if you're not org, if you're not arguing over a Caesar salad, you know, and a side of fries, and maybe a cosmopolitan or something of the sort. So the last couple of seconds we get this tease and I know we would have saw the powwow by now, but I need to get on the screener list. Who can get me on the screener list? If you have a Bravo connection, like let me know. But you know, it's like they're sitting down at the at the lunchtime table outside. They're taking their sunglasses off and all the while there's the voiceover playing and it's like, I needed you to be my friend. I showed up for you. No, you didn't. I think you're a copy friend. You know, it's just like peak housewives material and I can't wait for it. I'm excited for this season of Orange County. I thought the premiere was great. And that's all I have for you. Okay. So if you love the show, if you love me like a sis, leave a little five-star review. Love to hear from you unless you leave me a one-star, which I've been getting more of lately. I feel like it's because I bring attention to it. But also, can I just say something? People, the whole bias thing, you know, it drives me crazy, especially because it's like, it's a, it's my podcast. It's my opinion. I'm not hosting a presidential debate. What do you want from me, people? Okay. So just don't leave me a one star. Come check us out on Patreon. Subscribe if you want to be in the secret society. All the cool kids are doing it. The link is in the description below. Pop a batch, extra pop, whatever you prefer. See you back here next week. And as always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.